Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. All right, Marcella, have you ever woken up feeling like you've been hit by an 18-wheeler? Yeah, that was just a couple of days ago. I was about to say, it wasn't out this morning too, anyways. Mm. Um, okay, so it's better this morning, good. Uh, well, you know, where your neck is stiff from what feels like a whiplash from the day or night before, depending mm -hmm. on what you did. Um, and then, of course, the back pain from lifting something wrong that you probably shouldn't have been attempting to pick up anyways. And then on top of that, you feel sick and anxious about your life because of Mac, either... I'm feeling attacked already. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. No, I'm not attacking you specifically, but this is something a lot of people feel. You know, you mm -hmm. feel like you feel sick, you're anxious about your life because of either you know a toxic relationship or work environment or anything like that. Annoying and little then... brothers. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> She's, she's catching up, ladies and gentlemen. And then when you finally get some peace in your life, when I'm not here, mm -hmm. sis, mm -hmm. and then bam, the 18-wheeler hits you behind again, causing all those feelings, sickness, anxiety, come flooding back in and it starts all over again. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I our know next it. guest took these things too literal one day and it changed her life forever for the better. She is the author of Dangerous When a Woman Becomes Fearless. And it is by far one of the most interesting stories that I have come across so far. Interesting. Um, you said and I've only gotten the first. Yeah. <laughs> interesting that it's interesting. Hmm. Um. The other reason was because, well, I've only gotten the first three chapters until I get my copy of the book. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring up here the 18-wheeler to your fears. Your fears. I give you Rachel Davidson. Rachel, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm excited. You're always excited. Have you? I, I am. That's true. <laughs> I have seen your IG, okay? Oh, my God. There's some videos on there that I'm like, what was she drinking that day? Have you spoken to her on the phone? <laughs> I got her, before we get started here, I got her on the phone a couple of days ago. And when she, when she picked up, I was she made me feel all these emotions just from this conversation. Um, so I have to say I'm so happy that you're here. Because that was probably the most prominent of all the emotions, the happiness that I felt speaking with you. Awesome. Thank you. No, I felt the same way. I get excited. You guys are doing such amazing work. And just to know that I could be a part of it at all. That is, I'm, I love my life because I'm meeting so many incredible people from all over the place. Just, and I, I, I get excited. I do. I wake up and I, I'm so excited to meet people from other states like being connected through the internet and just the network i am so impressed and i love it i am happy 
I'm pretty sure she she wakes up with that song. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just had it. Anyways, um, I'm sorry for all those that had to hear that. Not anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure not everybody's like that all the time. But anyway, I've had my days. I've had my moments too. But now it's more. I think it's more balanced. I purposely wake up with a positive mental attitude because that gets me going throughout the rest of my day. It's so much easier. And then I, I handle these crazy things that come at me and it's like, Hey, that's not so bad. I, I'm still having a great day. And yeah, it makes life so much easier. I think too, whenever you decide to wake up on the right side of the bed, you know, that whole saying, there's no excuse for waking up on the wrong side of the bed. We should always at least be thankful. We're grateful. Mm -hmm. It's like we're breathing. We have a roof over our heads. We have food in our refrigerator. So I, I do not complain. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I know one of the things I always tell people is that I'm above ground, vertical, and blessed. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so anyways, before we get into everything, excuse me, could you please briefly tell us about yourself, if that's even possible, because you're <laughs> colorful life, and maybe something that you know people can't find on the internet about you? Hmm, that's a good one. Okay, so I was born in the Amazon region of Brazil. My mom is from Louisiana, and my dad is Brazilian. So I spent my childhood in Brazil, and it's exactly what you would picture—just tropical paradise. It was hot, 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 rained a lot, but it was gorgeous because you had fresh fruits on trees. We, I would say we were really considered the, uh, what do they call it, the free range kids. We literally just went off and we would trek and explore and I would swim in the Amazon River and it's like the pink dolphins would come up and it would scare us half to death and we have to get out of the water or like swimming with piranhas you know I think the Hollywood industry makes piranhas seem like they are these vicious creatures that just want to go take a bite out of someone's behind but that's not how they are unless you have blood in the water which we're not going to get into that right now but <laughs> so I grew up there and I moved to Louisiana when I was 10 and the funny thing is, is when I landed in Louisiana, I cried. I cried so much. I wanted to go back to Brazil. I missed it. Uh, coming up here was, I didn't really know the language, although my mom tried to speak it to us in Brazil. You speak Portuguese. So coming up here, not knowing the language, having to learn English, different culture. Um, I used uh, First time I tried Burger King, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was like, this is the best burger I've ever tasted in my life. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember that. But I've always been adventurous, always had that adventurous side to me. Um, just, yeah, that background, love music, decided I wanted to be a professional musician. Uh, I knew that I wanted to do that when I was seven years old, but I solidified that in my mind when I turned 11. Like, that's all I ever want to do. I used to see people like, you know, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and uh, Tina Turner and all these people, Celine Dion. And I, I just, my jaw would just drop and my mouth would salivate. And I wanted to be exactly like these women. So I admired, really looked up to them. But yeah, so I've been in Louisiana for the bulk of my life. Moved to Dallas, Texas for a stint about three years to study music. 
And then I came back home and I've been here ever since. So wrote my book last year, writing my first musical, uh, recording music, writing music, connecting with people, book tour for the first six months to let everybody know about this book that I just wrote. And yeah, trying to keep it brief. <laughs> trying to keep it brief. I don't know if I can call that brief. <laughs> I don't, good night. That is a lot of creativity. That's a just, lot. You were right. We have so much in common. It's so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. You're welcome, RS. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Because I spoke to her two days ago and I decided we need to have her here. I was already going to. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to talk about the adventureness a little bit later because there's a there's an interesting story that Marcella needs to hear about when it deals with mangoes <laughs> and African killer bee. You killer know bee. that I don't like mangoes, right? I know, but the story itself reminds me of you. Anyway. So, I will get into this so a little bit. The first chapter definitely reflects the uh, Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Yes, yes. Sure. I mean, first off, and, and this is the reason why I did the intro the way I did, uh, your son got bit by an unknown baby snake, had to have him rush to the hospital because his finger was turning purple. Mm -hmm. And then he was sent to another hospital. And on the way to the, the second hospital, you got hit from behind in your F-150. Yes. By an 18-wheeler. Yes. Not only once, but twice after the fact that she was already anxious about everything else. She'd gotten finally prayed. Got peace, and then all of a sudden she got a piece of a truck in the back, and yeah. then it sent you off into the road, into the grass, thankfully, and not the swampy area, because I've lived in Louisiana. I know that area. It's bad <laughs> yeah. um, when it comes to that. There's a lot of swamp area and a lot of things around that. But anyways, but then what I thought was hilarious, after you got said and done, thankfully you were okay, nothing too bad, just a lot aches, pains, bruises, stuff like But her adrenaline was going too much anyways. Mm. After she got done with the cops, she'd already called her husband, Matt, and told him what had gone. By the way, while she was on the side of the road, the ambulance that was holding her husband and her son went past her. And then she's sitting there dealing with all this. She goes home. How you got that truck home? I won't even know. Because there was know. no way in the world that they should have drove after everything. Because it also hit you into another vehicle. So, out of all that, my question for you is, after reflecting on that near-death experience and your upbringing, what was the point in all of that that made you say, I'm changing my life, changing my thinking, and the way I deal with fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had already, prior to that accident, I had already committed um, back in the beginning of 2018 that I wanted to eradicate fear out of my life. I do get into that inside of the book. And if it wasn't for me having that prior commitment to say like, hey, 
life sucks sometimes and bad things happen to good people all the time, things that we cannot control. And if I allow that to control my life where I cannot even function, I can't be strong for my family. I can't even go after my dreams because I'm so scared of this and scared of that. And it's like, I turn on the news and they make you feel like the world's done. Like we're, we're about to, it's over. Like we're all dead. If you just keep going down this path. So even, you know, just trying to control my emotions, trying to reason um, and just figure out like, how could I deal with a bad situation like that and not allow that to overtake my life and traumatize me, if that makes sense. Because a week after that accident happened, I was fine. I was walking. I walked away minimal. Like I, I, it was a miracle. The fact that I was even able to walk, I didn't have any type of long lasting physical effects, which was so great. But I sat down next to this mom and I told her what had happened because she and I had gone to this school. I was there bringing my kids to school and she's like, I haven't seen you in a week. Where have you been? Told her what happened. And she's like, my gosh, that, that's crazy because something similar had happened to her daughter, except her daughter now fears driving on the interstate. Like anytime she sees an 18 wheeler getting close to her vehicle at all, she goes into a panic attack has to pull, you know, she can't drive on the interstate and her accident had happened four years prior to mine. So she's still dealing with the trauma and the craziness. So I was just so grateful that I could bring her some hope and to let her know that you can overcome it. Like, yeah, that, that is awful. But let's look at the other side too. We're still here. There must be a reason why we're not six feet under right now. There's a reason why we're still able to bring a voice of encouragement to those that are around us. So I, I choose to focus on that more than when bad things happen. Because if I focus on just the bad, my life is horrible because I truly believe your thoughts become your reality. When you sit there and you concentrate on what's going on, you take that in and life does get more difficult. Wow. Well, yeah, that explains a lot. Because if you haven't seen any of her Instagram postings or any of her videos that she's done for not only her book, but just for her craziness in general, um, <laughs> I, I, can right. I can definitely assure you, you will be entertained. That's for sure. Um, so I have good. a question. So I, I feel like Rachel's a kindred. Mac, just thought I'd say that to you first. So you're in trouble. Rachel, yeah, I knew I was in trouble. Yeah. Um, after speaking to you the other night, I told you, 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 you and I, even well, we were on the phone for half an hour to an hour, maybe. And yeah. in, in, in that time, it was on your drive back home and you were so excited to have just come out of a meeting. And I said, my God, you, you're just this ball of energy and you have so much that you still want to get out. What made you decide to write your book? Because I feel like you're not done. Yeah. So what was the the catalyst? What was the deciding factor where you said you picked up the pen and said, I'm doing this? Yeah. Um, well, I looked at my life and I saw when I was younger, I've always been driven, always wanted to go after success in my life, wanted to make a difference. I was like that, like a lot of people out there, but I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have somebody coming alongside me, wrapping their arms around me and saying like, here's what you do. Here's the guidance, you know, the wisdom. And I could see thousands of women out there who are smart, intelligent, 
full of ideas, women that have so much that they can contribute to the planet, just everything. And I thought if I could just reach those women, maybe they're stuck. Maybe they want more for themselves, but they need courage. They need someone that they can connect with to say, hey, she's been through hell and back again. And she's, look at her, like she's still, she's still picking herself back up. Cause I've been knocked down so many times. I have been discounted. I have been, I mean, it's just rejection. I've been told no, no, no. I've been betrayed. I've been backstabbed. I mean, you can imagine we all go through those things. It's life. That kind of stuff tends to wear on our spirit and it tends to just bring us down. However, I discovered secrets. I discovered principles on how life works. What works? What makes one person effective versus non-effective? And I put all of that into my book because I wanted to help and reach as many women out there as possible. My book is open to men. I'm not anti-men. It's not anything like that. It's just my audience. I'm going after women because I can relate to them. I know what it's like to have those emotional things that we deal with. And sometimes we doubt ourselves more than what we should. We may not think that we're good enough or we're young enough. I mean, it's, you know, those thoughts that come into our mind. So I wrote that book. I made the decision to sit down because I, I made a commitment and a declaration that I was going to help. That's my mission. I'm going to help women overcome fear in their lives. I'm going to show them how I did it. I'm going to share my stories. I'm going to become vulnerable. I poured my heart out on those pages and I, I didn't hold back. I just put it out there. And even with all of that, I still had to fight the feelings of this is your first book. You've never written a book before. What if it's a complete dud? What if you get creamed with reviews? What if you, what if you don't even sell enough copies to cover the cost? Let me you know those thoughts that I had to overcome. And the secret that I learned is that if you face it, whatever it is that you're afraid, don't run from it, but just face it. You're going to be shaking. You might have your stomach in your throat. You might feel just nervous. But if you face it, you're going to realize that whatever things that we build up in our minds, it's so much bigger. Not that I'm not saying problems aren't real and fear is not real. But I think our minds tend to play tricks on us. It could be our asset or it could be the biggest liability because it's like we have a war going on in here. Just the back and forth thoughts, all these crazy things. And I wanted to help women. That's really why I wrote my book. See, I told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you all. Anyways, no, because it is something that's really cool because you're doing it. You know, one of the things that you said was that you're creating a musical. You know, mm -hmm. one of the other things you said you're start, you're you're singing, you're playing the drums. The fact that I, I love how this happened is like you were thinking like I need to get me some drums. I want to get me some drums. <laughs> sure enough, across the street, neighbors putting out a yeah. brand, like putting out this these drum sets that's dust covered and everything from her attic. She's going over there like I was saving money. <laughs> that was a blessing in this. Oh my manifestation. God. She spoke it into existence. Oh, yes. it happened. Yeah. She it literally did. went over there. I was like, I can I have I'm gonna buy these. Like, oh, you can have them. I'm like, oh well. Yeah, those drums were stuck in, or they were hidden in her attic. 
for years. And she decided, she's like, that's it. You know, I'm going to put these out by the street. I just want them out of my house. What were, what are the, like the odds that I would drive into my dad's house literally right across the street at that exact time to see her bringing those parts out? And I'm thinking she's going to have a garage sale or something. So I'm like walking over there and I was like, hey, can I buy those from you? Because I am I would love to learn how to play the drums. And she's like, please, just I just want them out of here. My son moved out of state. I think he moved to Missouri. And she's like, I just want it out of my house. I'm telling you. I was like, I just turned into like Beyonce, Tina Turner. I'm telling you, when I when I loaded those parts into my car, like my chest got up high, and I was just like, man, I made it! Like I had my I have my breakthrough. This is it! Like this is it for me. I'm now a rock star. I felt like that. <laughs> well, you also felt like that before, and it didn't go so well at first when you were at the police station um, yeah. oh learning self-defense. This was yeah. a self-defense. She wasn't in trouble. No, no. no. <laughs> she wasn't in trouble at this time. This time. Uh, no. You this, know, I've never been time. a troublemaker, so I can at least be like, all right, never well, cause trouble. I don't know about that. We would have some <laughs> conversations when it comes to the 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 bees and the the mangoes on that one. The bees would definitely have a different statement on that. But yeah. the the fact is is that one of her co coworkers, if I remember correctly, the coworker was going to self defense. And she talked you guys into coming. You were all hyped up as you are. And you were like, I am the female version of Chuck Norris. I'm going to, the eye of the tiger was like playing nonstop in her head at the whole time, probably. She's in there. All of a sudden, the officer says, can I get a volunteer? Her arm went up so far. <laughs> You probably say, yeah, yes, bring here. She was already on the map. That's and then true. He asked you to do what? They were making uh, different moves, right? So you have these techniques that you have to do these moves in case you get assaulted or somebody comes behind you. So he's like, all right, you need to practice the move. Let's do it. I jump on that. Uh, I mean, I was like trying to choke hold him and like try to wrap my leg and try to like, I was like, I'm going to like make sure. I'm going to make him suffer. I'm not going to just sit here and act like I'm weak. This We're supposed to act like this is a real-life situation anyway. I was like, you're going down. I'm not showing you mercy. I, if I have to kick you wherever I need to kick you, I'm going to kick you there, and I will apologize afterwards. But we're just – this is practice. So <laughs> I gave it all I had. I was like <laughs> – And the, the, the funny thing was this this – brought her down a few uh, notches was that he literally was just like okay are, are you doing this are, are, what's happening it, it, she felt she was like her her blue went from like this uh, yeah i was what the next day you you went back and you actually made him turn blue the next time we yes the next time we met he, I was like, let me demonstrate this thing again. I went home. I practiced what he said. He showed me the secrets on how to not let him get out of my little death grasp. And I practiced that. And then next time, I mean, he was trying to play it cool, like tapping out, like tap, I'm, I'm tap, like I'm tapping out. But I was like, uh-huh, like I got you now. You thought that you were going to just push me over, but I, I proved him otherwise. And the reason why I'm bringing this whole thing up is because this shows you, one, her energy, two, 
her mentality at the in this whole thing. And three, I really feel I'm I'm very scared for Matt. I really am very scared for Matt. You should not be afraid. You should not be him. He has it so good. I am. He does. He has no room to complain whatsoever. And I do not. I think I did try to do some moves on him, and he just. I was like, no, I can't do this because if he gets hurt, this is going to cause an argument later. Because I'm like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to hurt you. Wow. I was just. <laughs> I'm seeing similarities, Mac. I'm seeing them. And, I, and seeing, again. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing um, just, just, okay, so I'm a lot more low key, but I always joking, Lisa, it's because I'm a Sagittarius. But I will do things or I will say things to people and they'll just get caught off guard and they look at me. And then someone like Mac, you know, a brother or a sister or a, a partner will, will look at me and say, why did you do that? And I say, what? Do you do that, Rachel? Because I could see that. I could see, like, this is just you. You just have this amazing energy. But, um, you know, I want to talk about you for a minute. Like, how were you different as a child? Because I know you changed. How were you mm-hmm. more lucky? And, and I'm seeing it. I'm waiting to hear my story come out of you right now. How were you different to I've the Rachel that in. we're speaking to now? Yeah, I've never fit in. Um, I've never fit into my class in Brazil. I stood out even back then. Uh, my peers were all very tan skin. I was white and blonde hair when I was a little girl. So I stood out there and they would call me things like light bulb and milk and cracker. And back then as a kid, I was like crushed. I was crushed. But I got over that later. I was like, oh, this is so immature. But then even coming up here and going into the public school system here, I never felt like I fit in here either. Just I had good grades, uh, did what I was told. I was not, I, I was always full of energy, but I had a little rebellious side that got even more stronger, I would say, as I became a teenager. And then I just toned down after that. But it could have been hormones. I don't know. It could have been just me wanting to break out and be who I like, who I truly am as a person. I think the thing about having my type of personality, like you're saying, in some situations and scenarios, it people are like, "Hey, calm down. You need to bring it down. Bring bring it down. Like you're too you're too out there." And I was way, I understand. It's like you you don't want some child bouncing all over the walls. However, they could have, looking back, maybe steered that energy in towards my creativity instead of just saying, uh, just shut it down. This is too much. You don't need to be so energetic. And I look at them. I'm like, you don't need to be so boring. You don't need to be so mellow. How about you come out and <laughs> That's it right there. That's it right there. We can balance each other here. Like, I don't want you to change. I want you to be yourself. Max, like, I'll do this to Mac and to other people. And when Marcella, can you just, like, take it down a bit? Can you stop being so you? And I said, well, if you stop being so boring, I can stop being me. Well, this is the other reason why. Yeah, it's true. It's never going to happen. This is another reason why I like having her on. And I like calling her my bigger sister. It's because of the fact that I like it when she's like this. I like it when she is outgoing because I know she can be. Uh, It's something that she's working on. Just as like I'm working on, okay, try to tone it down just a bit and let other people talk like Marcella. And I, I know 
I hinted at it at the beginning with the mangoes and the bees and stuff, but it, it shows your fearlessness. I remember that point where you even started to talk about how in the Batman movies, when he's so scared of the bats, he stands up as they're going. And in this case, well, you didn't really stand up in the middle of all these bees, but it was still the idea that you were still fearless to even go after what after all those stings that happened to you and your friend, uh, Jessica? Yeah, that's my cousin. Your cousin, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. But I thought was interesting is the fact that I'm probably sure that after you got healed up and everything, you went right back to that tree to get those mangoes. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> but the reason why I was bringing that up is because that shows the fearlessness there. Even if you get knocked down, like you say in your book, you have to adjust and just say, okay, what is it that I'm going after? What is the main goal I'm going after? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I wanted you to see if you could just iterate just a little bit more on that for everybody else. Yeah. So in that chapter, I talk about like what happens when your carefully thought out plans don't work out? What happens when, you know, things just are a big flop. You give it all you have. And from my observation, I see too many people, we tend to throw in the towel so fast. We just give up and we quit and a little bit of resistance. And here we go. It just kind of, your enthusiasm dies down. So in that chapter, I wanted to point out that we wanted something, which was the mangoes. And you go there and you see this big ball, I mean, massive, it looked like two NFL footballs put together huge like beehive at the base of the tree. And so I thought, hey, how, how do you get what you want out of life, right? How, if we were to take that chapter, how, how do we get what we want out of life? Let's say you want money. I grew up with very little, humble, humble beginning. Um, just my parents, they worked full time, but they were spending their time just keeping a roof over our heads and food on the table. I did not have my parents there to pay for my college or to pay for, you know, my dream of private voice lessons. That was going to be out of the question for them. But I'm grateful for what they did give me, which was a good, strong worth ethic. They told me that I could be anything I wanted to be. Decide what you want and go after it. Don't let off the gas. So I want to be a singer, but at this point, I still am not as known as what I want to be. I have to do a lot more to get to that next level. And I know a lot of other people probably are going after the same thing. I say that that chapter is about you, you persist with your dream. Don't quit. Like we need to not quit so easily. And instead of living in this society where we want things to be fast, you know, fast foods, get rich quick and all that stuff, we need to really think about when our plans fail, how do we get back up? How do we get what we want? How do we, if you do fall down seven times, 20 times, you know, you just keep getting knocked down. What do we do? We have to get back up. We have to shake the dust off, take the deep breath. And it's like, come on, like, we're not going to quit. Let's just. Let's figure out another way to get what we want from life because nobody's going to hand it to us. No one is going to go out and get a degree for us. We have to do that. No one's going to go out and make the money that we truly want. We have to get out there and go do that. 
So it's really this whole book, the whole thing is about how to deal with life's issues. I tell my stories because I want you to connect and see that fear is real. It's not, it's not an illusion, but you can overcome it. You can 100% be a victor in your life. You can be just your own hero. You don't, yeah, we admire a lot of people, but we ourselves, we are our own heroes. We should look at ourselves and be thankful for the skin that we're in and for the purpose that we have in our lives. That no matter how long it takes for us to get to that finish line, dang it, we're not quitting. We're not going to give up. I'm going to get there. And when I get there, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to extend my hand to other people and help them come up to the top of that mountain too. That's what it's about. It's not about just thinking about us and what we want. Yes, it's, I, do, I do have ambitions in life, but I don't want to look back and I'm there alone. I want to bring as many people with me as possible. More of us that fulfill our dreams, the happier this earth will be, the happier we all, we can do so much more than what we're doing right now, not just sitting back and letting life pass us by. Like, no, we, we, we've got inventions to make. We've got, we've got things to do. And it's time for us to just get rid of the fear, face our fears head on. Don't be afraid to face it. And let's get, let's go. Let's get after our dreams because we're going to get it. There's people already living their dream lives today. Why can't you be the next one? Why can't I be the next one? Why can't we figure out how to get what we want? It's possible. We can do it. You know what? This, this, this man, you're just getting me hyped up, and I'm. Or I told well, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't say it's the coffee because I had decaf today because I ran out of regular. But I digress. <laughs> My, everybody needs. Everyone needs a little bit of Rachel in their lives, and and uh, That's true. You know, it's like I said. It's like you're. I believe in balance, like the sun and the moon, and the yin and the yang. And it's funny because I often jokingly tell people, I know that I'm the dark side of, of the moon. And still I have people who will come to me and say, you know, you inspired me to do this. And I'm sitting here going, I don't have anyone who inspires me. And I just, when I was talking to Rachel the other night, I'm telling you, Mac, there were all these emotions. And I said, this is the first time ever in my life, other than the people that, that I know who encourage me. Because there are some wonderful women and men, but mostly yes. women who encourage me. I did. I have never met anyone like Rachel, but not but and because I'm trying to remove the word but from my <laughs> life, and I say this all the time. And and I hear this from other people about me, so I'm like sitting here going, "What am I missing? What am I? What is it that I'm missing?" And did you ever feel like that? So that's where I wanted to go with this. Did you ever feel like that? Like you've 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 met people who are so inspirational. And people will tell you, Rachel, you've inspired me. And at that particular moment, you're going, how? Mm -hmm. How? So what was it that, um, have you ever felt like that? And what was it that clicked in your brain that said, I am that person? Yeah, I think it was, it's certainly a journey to discover who we truly are. Um, I, I'm not trying, let's see, I'm trying to think of when, when was it that I realized that I became an inspiration? I think the realization hit when I started realizing I was inspiring myself, you know, when I actually saw it like, whoa, I'm now getting inspired. I am waking up happy. I am, I'm not faking it. I'm not trying to put a front 
here behind closed doors and out in public I'm someone else. Like I'm actually being genuine. I'm being authentic with myself. I'm not hiding who I am anymore. I'm saying, hey, I'm going and, and being able to embrace all of those things, realize it's like Rachel. I love you. It's like, I love myself. I just want to hug myself sometimes. Like I finally came to that point because it was not always like that. I used to, you know, not think I was good enough or smart enough. My sister was the brought home straight A's, you know, and I was the one I was like, teacher, please. Like, ma'am, just, just, can you please just tell my parents that you gave me an A and then we'll keep it between us. Like, just, <laughs> you know, but I was like, I tried, I wanted to be, like other people because I saw them as successful and I was not where I wanted to be. But then the day hit me, it was like, Hey, I'm no longer afraid. I am going after my own dreams. I wake up and I go look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're so smart. It's like God created you smart and you're going to help people and you're, you're an inspiration. And so I started realizing that when it came from the inside, it started on the inside first. Then the outside world, I guess, like you're saying, it manifests on the outside. And then other people just, it's like we're magnets to each other. We, I start connecting with like-minded individuals, people like you and I that are, we're going after these big things. We want more for ourselves. And now we're bouncing our inspiration off of each other. So yeah, for sure. I think, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I can definitely say for myself. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let uh, Marcella ask her two questions and find more because uh, I'm literally just blanking on myself right now. Go ahead, Marcella. Please stop me from talking. I appreciate it. If I could do that, Mac, I will, I always ask two questions at the end of every show. Um, and usually they're just very quick, so that you know you don't have to don't think, just you know answer. But before I ask them, I want to know what's coming next for you. What's next on your plate? Is it a book? Because I know you talked about writing your your musical, your play, playing drums. By the way, we should we should start a band. And I tell this to anyone who has any kind of musical talent. Let's start a band. I sing and I'm relearning the piano. So, oh wow! Yeah. That's awesome. So Mac, okay, that's it. I'm quitting. I'm going to go to uh, to live with Rachel and start a band and <laughs> live in her garage. <laughs> Well, uh, so what's happening here now is that no, <laughs> no okay. So, so <laughs> what's next on your plate? What are you doing other than the musical? Is there another book inside of you? Yes. So yeah. the the beginning of this year, I made the commitment to promote this book, Dangerous: When a Woman Becomes Fearless, for the first six months. But my career is it's ready to move forward. I am writing a musical. I've already written three original numbers and the story is starting to come together. So I, that's a big, big, huge dream for me because that that's massive. I've got voice actors that I'm having to connect with. I'm looking for voice actors and people who know how to do plays and all of those things. Like I'm writing the, the story, I'm writing the music, I'm looking for musicians and singers because we are going to, I want to make this a good quality story. Rogers and Hammerstein and Rachel Davidson. That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> so, so, uh, that, that is my plan is just continue on with the musical. Yes, 
I've not told anyone else on the internet at all, but yes, you nailed it. Uh, I am already in the works of writing another book and it's going to be a sequel to this one. So I'm not sure what the title will be. It might be like too dangerous to handle. I don't know, something like that, or it could be completely different, but it will be the sequel of now we've laid the foundation. Now we've done the groundwork. The second one is going to be like, hey, boots to the ground. We're doing it. Now this is about action. This is no longer, no more. Let's not just talk about it. Let's actually do it. Let's put action behind our dreams. How do we do that? How do you go to that next level? How do you get out of the rut in a hole if you're stuck? How do we actually get out of that and how do we move forward? So that will be also on the list. I think I'll write it much faster than the first one because it just, the first one was, I didn't know what I was doing, but now I'm very, I know what I'm doing. So we're going to get that done as well. And yeah, those are two massive things that are in my life. I, I hope in my dream is to definitely write the musical and open up doors from there, work with other talented artists and musicians and contribute whatever I can to the world, books, stories, music, everything. That's funny because that leads to the next question. And like I said, the two final questions are just like, it's almost like a speed round, you know? Um, what is your writing kryptonite? My writing kryptonite? <sighs> Probably Disney movies, to be honest, because... <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I can't. Oh my gosh. What? Because I love to watch. I love to watch. <laughs> it's true. I put on the Disney channel and I'm sitting there. And you know, I'm like, I love it. I love these old movies that have all of these costumes and beautiful scenery so yes when i put on disney i think i zone out for hours and <laughs> and i need to like hone myself back in because i study their work think about it they are the masters at storytelling and music i'm like i'm watching them i'm trying to learn their stuff and it started off as like i'm gonna watch it now i get entertained so then yeah i just kind of zone out so you heard it here first. Her writing kryptonite is Disney. I just want you to know, I've been telling people for years that Disney is going to take over the world. We are not going to be Disney World. It's going to be the United States of Disney until Earth is renamed Disney. Yeah, so I, I just know, want right? you, you all to know that I'm, I'm making a prediction right now. Okay. Um, yes. I would question. love, look, that would be a, oh, that would be huge. If my musical becomes the next Disney cartoon, that story, oh, we are celebrating. You're going to have flying. to dedicate it to me now. Ah! Wait, wait, ah! wait. I, you two are not the only ones on this show, if you remember oh, this. Oh, Mac, I forgot you were here. Here we go. <laughs> we'll Listen, bring him along. You'll be I, our I've extra a, check bag. Yeah, there you go. Ah, I see it. <laughs> right up in the hole. Um, it's so funny. I can't wait to talk after this. Uh, so my my last oh, question man. is: There a quote that inspires you to Ooh. keep going, or inspired your book? Something that inspires you? A quote 
favorite quote? Oh my goodness gracious. I have so many. I, there's no way. I keep so many of them on my phone. Anytime I have a low moment, I go to so my quote. Go, so, go quick and pick one. Like, like cover your eyes. Uh, cover my eyes and pick one. Eleanor Roosevelt, remember, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I'm telling you, like, all of these are just, I love it. I save all of these quotes on here. I mean, yeah, it just. Rachel, it's it's been such a pleasure <laughs> having you on our show. And we thank you I so it. much for taking your time out. The floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online, any special events you can be participating in, and anything else you would like to just close the show out with. Yes. Well, you can find my book on amazon.com and I'm selling them directly through people. Not it's not on my website yet, but it's coming. So right now, if you live out of state, if we can't meet each other, buy it on Amazon. You can connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, on, I just opened up TikTok. Woohoo. So I'm like going big. <laughs> and then I have a website. It's www rachydavymusic.com so it's r-a-c-h-i-e-d-a-v-i music.com so that's where i'm going to start posting all of my musical music so that's that as far as events right now i'm doing private bookings so any type i do post my events on facebook events and anytime i'm out in the public i open it up so people can come hang out with me and we either eat pizza we grab coffee i do book signings I am 100% open to doing podcasts and just hanging out with people and talking about life. So just thank you all so, so much for having me on your show. It's been such a pleasure. I've laughed so much. I have enjoyed my coffee and getting to know both of you. I love it. You're doing just a great job on your show. And I think more people need to hear the material that you bring in because it's very relevant and in it touches people and the stories that you're bringing to the light. It makes a difference in this world and people are listening. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. All right, Marcella, I figure I already know your thoughts on this one, but uh, I want to ask the question anyways. What do you think about our author today? I, I think she's amazing. You know, you know, once I make that connection, it's like, Mac, we got to, we got to speak to this person. And, and, um, you know, Mac's under the impression guys, I just want you to know that just because he t- sends an author my way that I'm going to say, okay. But <laughs> when I spoke to Rachel the other night, I said, Oh my God, why was she not on the show already? I do know why. Um, and it's totally cool. Mac, you know, she was on vacation. I get it. But, I am so happy we spoke to you, Rachel. Rachel, she's, the, I, like I said, I, I have been inspired by things, but never a, a person who wasn't looking to inspire me was just talking to me like another person. I, th- I think she's amazing. I keep saying amazing, but that's, that's the word that comes to mind for her. Well, I, I can't disagree on that one. So I, I definitely wanted to tell everybody, please... Go visit her, find her on her website, find 
just find her on all of her socials because I already know I'm already following her on a few of them. And believe me, some of the creative stuff she's come up with is definitely interesting to, to watch for at least. Uh, if you need to pick up or anything like that, this is your way of getting your Rachel for the day. I should say, we will say, have you had your Rachel today? Uh, <laughs> it's like a cup of coffee, uh, more of like espresso, but we'll go with that too. Anyways. Thank you for everybody for listening to us. Just have a wonderful day just sitting on the porch and talking. And you know what? We always say this. Keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.